0: You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association.
1: Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the NBDA. I'm Sherry Rosenbaum and your guest host today. As an advocate for getting more people on bikes, I started a blog called Sunflowers and Petals. I'm also a contributing writer for RoadBikeRider.com and Brain Magazine. Thank you for listening. I am so happy you're here. If you are a first time listener, be sure to check out all the previous episodes. Please do us a favor and leave a review. It helps members of our industry find our podcast. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycling industry, dedicated to strengthening our retailers and cycling community. Today's guests are Kate Nolan and Danielle Walter Nolan owners of Brown County Bikes and d Presents in Nashville, Indiana, just steps away from Brown County State Park. Welcome to the show. Thank you Thanks
0: so much for having us.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Love to sit and chit chat. I tried to develop a logical sequence for our discussion today and landed on five key areas. We'll talk about your shop, Different business aspects, marketing, community, kids on bikes, and then finish up with words of wisdom from both of you. How does that sound?
0: Sounds good to me, Sherry. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's great. Do it.
1: <laughs> well, let's start off with your bike shop. First of all, congrats on celebrating the shop's first anniversary. Uh, that's like a huge milestone for any type of business. Did you guys do anything special to celebrate? Yes, we did. <laughs>
0: We did, yeah. I mean, and what a year. You know, year one and a pandemic, and you know, we made it and are thriving. And yeah, we did a, you know, the first year we opened at the end of October. So we had a pumpkin jump for the kids and adults, but you know, there was mostly a lot of kids there. And so this year we had the pumpkin jump, we had a lot of specials and giveaways and events.
2: Yeah, it was a blast. We get, we get a lot of um, support within our community and things like that. So Quaffon uh, donated some beer for the occasion, and um, we also had uh, our friends from Shocks and Shram out. And so it was it was really a it was a great day. We had a little bit of rain, but it didn't stop anybody from coming out, and we all had a really really enjoyable time and. It was great to see all the support and all the
1: customers that wanted to be back for that. So well, that's great. Well, tell me, why did you decide to open up a shop in Nashville, Indiana?
2: You know, it's been a dream of mine for a really long time. So you you and I met as bicycle advocates through track. I was one of their first year advocates, but I've just always loved biking and always been involved in Either BMX racing, cross-country racing, 24-hour racing, adventure racing, Danielle and I both and just really love the area. It's, you know, where we chose to grow our family, where we, you know, where we chose to get married and things like that. You know, long before that we were coming down here and we were riding and putting in volunteer hours with the Hoosier Mountain Bike Association to build trails and everything else and the first time that I thought about it there wasn't a shop here and immediately after I thought about it one opened and so it Which wasn't was
0: a while ago yeah this was over 10 years it ago was, yeah
2: yeah it was over 10 almost 11 years ago and so when we moved down here full time ironically enough the shop closed and so we actually had people in the community reach out to us because we'd hosted so many mountain bike events and things like that down here. And, you know, said, Hey, look, we need a bike shop in the community, you know, and for us, it's something that we had talked about and thought about for, for a very long time. So it it just seemed like the right time to go ahead and move forward with our plans to do so. We didn't open on time because of the pandemic or in the location we thought we might, open in but we are in a great space I mean it's a brand new building with Airbnbs above us behind us rooftop patio and also an event space which we utilize for our community bike festival and we've used the rooftop for check-in for our women's mountain bike camp campsite sessions and things like that
1: so it's it really worked out
2: perfect
0: Yeah, I love it there. So
1: I've been to your shop and it's a real cool place. How would you kind of describe the shop's vibe?
0: I would say it's, you know, we, people walk in that know us and are like, oh, the bike shop reminds us of your house. You know, it's got, we did a local, we had a local shop, Brown County Live Edge do all of our build out pretty much. So it's all local Live Edge wood for our counters and our shelves and the building's brand new and it's like a modern kind of farmhouse. So we kind of have like a, a theme of like the outdoors, but a modern bike shop with like a outdoor rustic setting. Uh, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really kind of, you know, it's very modern and clean lines and high ceilings and lots of windows and natural light and things like that. But, you know, one of the things that was really important to us, you know, we've, you know, coached for our background as professional mountain bike instructors, you know, and we've coached with the dirt series and Whistler and Oregon and, you know, coached in Moab and Sedona. And we have an event in Sedona every year, and we've been a part of a lot of festivals, we kind of wanted to bring the community and culture that you see in like the best bike shops, you know, from North America, basically, and bring that home to here because we, the trails here are amazing. You know that you and Mitch are, are down here quite often taking advantage of being not too far from here and, you know, renting a cabin and spending, you know, a weekend or, you know, coming down during the week whenever you can, but You know, it's, it's just a really special place. And we wanted to do something different than what most of the bike shops have done here in the Midwest. Most of them cater heavily to road bikes, bikers and things like that. We've always been supported by, you know, Danielle and I were sponsored by Troy Lee Designs. We've been sponsored by Shredley, Hand Up Gloves. So we kind of wanted to continue nurturing those relationships and bring in the things that you have to order online that you can't find in a local shop or go in and try on. And, you know, that was, it's like a whole community culture type vision that we had.
0: And we are, you know, we are mountain bikers and we love to mountain bike. We do also, you know, we have some great gravel and road biking here too, but we do our focus at our shop is mountain biking more and people can see that and can tell when they walk in and that's you know what we focused on and we've and people love it and we and and that's who we are and you know and certainly when there's not a bike shortage we're going to have more variety of bikes but we're definitely always going to focus on mountain biking
1: So let's talk a little bit about your employees. Um, Give me a breakdown, full-time versus part-time, sales versus service, male versus female. Yeah, so
2: right now we have uh, five full-time employees and we have two part-time employees. And so, you know, we are... uh, We have a
0: full-time, our main full-time service mechanic is a woman. Her name's Emily and she is amazing. She lives in the town just next to us in Bloomington. And she's worked in bike shops in Bend, Oregon. She's lived in Bentonville before. So she's an amazing rider. When she was living in Missouri, which is where she's from, there wasn't a bike shop and she opened one out of her garage and just started servicing bikes. And so she's an awesome rider and she loves mountain biking and she is a great addition to our team. And she came to us as a customer first and then started joining our women's rides, which is just funny because I think our original company, which we still have DNK presents, a lot of our guides, that's how we we got some of our great guides, is that they came on trips and then and now they're guiding trips. Now they're guiding for us. And yeah. so she was a customer and you know, was part of our culture from the get-go and joining rides and now she's part of our team. Yeah.
2: It's, it, and she's been such a great addition, um, Sherry. She also worked with Ladies All Ride out in Bend. Has also worked with Realm Events in Bentonville and and things like that. So, there's a lot of crossover with the same people that we have partnered with or have, you know, guided for or coached for and things like that. So it's really nice. Cycling's
1: a small world. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's great having her. We we also have, actually, we have someone who is a retired scientist from Eli Lilly. Her and her husband bought a house down here and we've coached them in Moab and they've done rides with us. And, you know, Sedona when I was leading rides there for the festival for track and You know, and so they bought a place really close by. So she's been, they ride all over the country and they're originally from Germany. And yeah, they're just a really, she's a wonderful addition to the shop as well. And then we hired her daughter's boyfriend, who uh, was actually teaching English in Laos before the pandemic hit and and came, you know, they came back to the States. So he's a fat tire bike rider. So Mitch would enjoy Kyle. (laughs) And then, yeah. We also have Austin, who was a self taught home mechanic and a local. He's been with us since the very beginning. So that's yeah. been great. And then we hired one of my NICA kids, and we're getting ready to hire another one that races on the NICA team part time. So,
0: and probably next you're year. You're definitely growing. Part time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also teach at Indiana University and one of Kate's assistant trip leaders for her mountain bike class is going to be in the shop too. So yeah, Yeah, we've been having, of course, we're in the shop too. Right.
2: We're there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, we're definitely there. I'm there uh, (laughs) quite a bit. So is Danielle. So, but yeah. You guys have
1: any problem retaining, finding a retaining staff? You know, we've been pretty fortunate. Uh, we did have,
2: you know, I think we faced some issues like staffing just because of our location, you know, so finding people who would want to travel to Brown County. And so a lot of people see it as a benefit because then they're there and they can either take a ride before or after work, you know, so.
0: But it is the right person because we are in a small town, you know, but I mean, we moved here. We love it here but finding, you know, I feel like now we have a really great team and, you know, and we're just a year old. So we knew it was going to take time to like, get the people in, find,
2: you know, who they are and make sure it's all a good fit for everybody. So we have fun though. And we definitely appreciate our staff and we want them to know that they're appreciated. And you we know, do and games some, and Kate, Kate, do any special incentives
1: for your sales. Oh job? yeah. Yeah.
0: Kate is has a sales background. So she always has these great ideas of like, you know, and whenever we, so we had, you know, after we were in the shop a year, we planned a trip because we literally haven't gone anywhere because of the shop and because of COVID and we had another baby, but anyways, <laughs> we were like, we're, we went to Sedona and while we were gone, we've done other things too. But we were like, if you sell a bike, you get this amount of money. If you, and we were doing, you know, they had other incentives
2: on. We were well, doing, Garmin, like, Garmin has a big promotion going on now. So I told them for every, you know, certain dollar amount, they get so much cash in their pocket. And for mm-hmm. each bike sale, they get,
1: you know, so it's much okay. cash and yeah, I've run it. So it was with, the shop you know, empty by the time you came back? They sold everything. Well, you know, they, they sold don't. two They Did yeah, sell two so bikes. great, and
0: yeah. they did sell some garment stuff. So yeah. And we've done other stuff with muck off and oh yeah. Um, I love
2: it. Like I brought in, you know, there's a couple of really good onboard tool systems. You know, one up, of course, has great onboard tool systems, but muck off released, you know, for your bar ends, tubeless flat repair and they come in these really cool colors. So, uh, you know, I ran a promo on those just, you know, to see what would happen and they sold them like crazy. So it's, you know, it's just having a good time. You know, if I know somebody's working hard or overtime or holiday weekend, I, you know, throw in lunch or, you know, if they're 21, they can have a shift beer or something like
1: that, you know?
2: So,
1: yeah. We like so to let's talk a little bit more on the aspects of your business. Your clientele is pretty much all mountain bikes. What, what are some of the brands that you carry in the shop?
2: Well, our main brand is transition bikes out of Bellingham, Washington. And one of the reasons we went with transition is First of all, they're ride around, we're right around, they only make mountain bikes. You know, they have lifetime crash warranties on their frames. They just got like the highest quality rating alongside pivot for their bikes. I, that happened after we brought them on, but I really like the geometry on the bikes. And just from being a part of the festivals, seeing who the people are flocking to and things like that, I wanted mm. to bring in bikes that were unique to our shop but bikes, bikes that were getting a lot of attention that I would see, you know, so the people we're, you know, we've met, luckily we've gotten to go to a lot of festivals and
0: guide rides and, and we really enjoyed, you know, meeting them and, and that crew there and with transition and, and we were really honestly lucky that we, that they accepted us because during a pandemic, you know, there's a, a lot of the bike shops weren't accepting
2: new or they would, uh, or you just yes. didn't know when you get product, you know, and things like that. But transition was a really good move. And they, they also have a, they're very supportive of women in mountain biking and they're also really strong supporters of ag- advocacy and trail builders and also for professional instruction. So if you go on there, if you look at their team and their group of giddy up ambassadors, Danielle and I are on there, but we're also on there with like Shams March who coaches the Olympic team and created the, BICP curriculum Angie you know Paul Howler, yeah Angie Weston runs it and Angie is an amazing coach she offers a ton of youth programs for girls and teens and then she also hosts a lot of women events uh, there's a big one at Rays for people who are in the Midwest Rays Indoor Bike Park every March but she's just a phenomenal person you know She's got a unique story. She fell in love with coaching here in Brown County and she was a driver for Kona Bikes at the time. You know, she loves the area and it, they're just they're just really super supportive and I think I don't know. I, I I love the communication that we've had with them and things like that and the support we've seen from them because that's that's not always easy,
1: especially right now, you know.
0: Yeah. We yeah. don't know what it's like having a back shop in a normal year,
2: but
1: <laughs> we feel that like that was almost my next question. It's like, yeah, how are you guys navigating the supply chain issue?
2: Yeah. I mean, we've been really, really good as far as that. And then I'm you know, we're diligent, like on our watch lists and different things like that. And, and luckily, making sure we have stock and different things like that. But yeah. I, Norco was harder for us. They're a larger company. You know, Norco's out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And, you know, they had a very, very difficult time for us coming on with them. We hardly saw any bikes from them. So I, I just signed on with Kona. Yeah. Um, I was so was like, are you going to say the
0: news? we're yeah, we, bringing
2: Kona in. I'm, yeah,
0: so we are bringing Kona in and we were approved with them, which is exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, Yeah, thank so you. we're excited for that. And Leon Cycles is who we use mostly for our e-bikes as well. And they're out of Seattle, Washington. But yeah, I think, you know, the, the supply chain and luckily most people that come into the shop know that there is, a major bike shortage and parts shortage happening. So we don't have to explain that. And a lot of people are understanding and, you know, and luckily I feel like we are very, since, you know, we started a company in 2014 that has grown, we know how to be, you know, agile and innovative and and creative on, you know, how we can, you know, help and service people. And that I think has been really vital to how, you know, we've been able to have customer service with with folks and um, whether they're getting a bike fixed or upgraded or, you know, trying to get a bike. And I think, you know, luckily, again, we've been able to Transition's been so great. You know, they've been really great on their communication with us on
2: when we're going to get certain bikes and And just super supportive. Like when they launched the Alloy Scouts, they made sure that we had them on our floor for the launch day. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So, but I think the rest of it's just being honest. You know, like when people ask me when I can get a Shimano XT. Drivetrain for them, or, you know, it's like, you know, Shimano's closed a lot of factories throughout the pandemic. You know, they've had, there's definitely supply chain issues there. This is the best I can do for you. And, you know, and then just letting people know that stuff up front instead of misleading them, you know, giving right, them sure. false promises and things like that. I think people are willing to wait and I think they appreciate the honesty and transparency. But, you know, and then, you know, we're, we, we just love what we're doing and like i think when you walk in the shop like you can see our hearts are in it too and we just have a lot of fun you know i think we're bringing <laughs> a new spin on bike shops to our area and people are enjoying it so
1: great <laughs> so are we well, i got one more question around you know the business aspects so and then we'll move on into marketing the fun stuff You know, I I see on your website and been in your shop that you sell Brown County Bikes logo gear. And for shop owners who are looking to or contemplating carrying their own logo products, what items have resonated with your customers and have there been any that fall flat?
2: You know, um, all of our custom stuff sells like crazy. But I, I will say this, like I advocated for a shop in Indianapolis and they did custom kits, and and they had a really hard time moving those. Like with us, you know, each jersey design we've done, we mix it up. Every T-shirt we design, we do, we mix it up. We have a really good friend who did a branding book for us, and we actually introduced her to the owner of Dirt Rags because he saw the branding book and just bike about rags, lost our bike, bike rags, and he just about lost his mind because it was done so well. She designs our T-shirts for us. You know, she hand painted the murals behind our counters for us. And then hand up has done a pretty remarkable job and sock guy. But I mean, we do custom sock orders all the time. We do, uh, you know, SGX, you know, standard like for spring and summer. And then we bring in a new wool and the custom gloves have been really good.
0: Pick out what we like. And we're like, if (laughs) we want
2: to have Brown honey
0: bikes on that, you know, and again, we Cater to the mountain biker. So that culture is, you know, flannels and trucker hats and our coffee sells really well. We have a local roaster that's literally around the corner from yeah, us. We have so the
2: Brown County Bikes uh send it Costa Rican Dark Roast. And then we have the Brown County Bikes Wrap blonde, blonde Roast.
0: <laughs> and we will <laughs> you know? brew the coffee. We always brew it on the weekends and yeah, some days during the week as well. So you can always, you know, try a cup. And usually when people try it, they buy a bag.
2: Yeah, we have, like we have uh, <laughs> there's a lady that we've coached who is in the Navy. She's in Spain and she has a home in Joshua Tree, but she was stationed on the East Coast and did campsite sessions Brown County, and then came to our women's camp in Sedona, Arizona stuck around for the festival but she has our coffee delivered to her in Spain. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, but I mean, you know, I think like, you know, we're, we're really into the community and culture. Like we were just out in Sedona, we were guiding rides for Realm fest. And then we were there uh, with transition at the Sedona mountain bike festival, you know, and it's just, you know, like, would I wear it? I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to sell anything that I wouldn't personally wear, and then we wear it so
0: people see it on us and then they wanna they wanna
1: they wanna be one of the cool kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean our staff I'm, loves it, like yeah. they're really into the gear, you know, and you know,
2: so it's I it's, mean,
0: I'm sure there's things, I don't know, you asked what has fallen short, but I don't know what yeah, I don't, don't been, think we've brought in anything
2: that's custom like that's fallen that's been short. Branded. Yeah, no. Well,
1: that's great. Then you don't have inventory of something that's we didn't just know, in, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, we were ordering, we we're pretty much ordering like, yeah, we do the custom <laughs> gloves with hand up too. And they do our jerseys. They do our jerseys. Yeah. And, and then bike rags, you know, does our trucker hats and things like that hand t-shirt. up does our custom gloves, you know, so that guy, but yeah. yeah, we've been, we
0: have, yeah, even, I mean, we've done like pop sockets for phones and yeah, of course, you know, we have a lot of stickers I'm trying to think what else we have. Yeah. Our stickers sell but, like
2: crazy, but you know, then again, like we, we have a branding book. We kind of mix it up like that. We have a shield. That's pretty much our like go-to logo, but we also have the circle with, you know, hesitation point mm-hmm. Vista in the, in the center of it and things like that with a chain around the outside. But I mean, I don't know, like we're super picky, you know, and I don't know. So we've, we've been really fortunate and happy with what we've done and
1: great. Yeah.
2: Have you heard of P2 groups and
0: wondered what they are? P2 stands for the profitability project. And while profitability is at the focus of everything we do, we do so much more. P2 group members share their expertise and their insights they ask questions and they exchange resources to make sure every member is profitable and successful in every aspect of
2: bike shop ownership. Reach out today so we can tell you more.
1: Well, let's move on to marketing. You do an excellent job both for the shop and DK Presents. Let's start with social media. You are very active on social media both for your individual and the shop accounts. What are the major platforms you use and why and how do you feel they work best?
0: We use, I mean of course we have a Facebook page and Instagram. Instagram page for the bike shop and we just chose those to focus on to begin with. I think, you know, Facebook always been really to, good for us. Yeah, at at first, I think we are this year starting a YouTube channel. So we'll be doing some things with that, which um, we just had a video and a photo shoot in late fall. So we're going to be ramping up for that and doing some fun interviews. What type of YouTube videos are you planning? We have a few business videos that they shot, and then we're planning to do a video interview series that will also be turned into a podcast. So yeah, look for. Uh, we'll, we'll probably ask your advice on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably have you on yeah, too for Jerry, sure. So yeah. be prepared for. Okay. You know.
2: But you you know what's funny is like in 2014 when we started DNK, which is outdoor adventure, you know, backpacking, mountain biking, with yeah. women's empowerment yes. focus, you know, outdoor wellness, yoga, things like that. Like Facebook actually assigned an account manager for us. Which was really, really nice, because we ran a lot of Facebook ads, you know? And then when they did the Facebook watch show with Boost your business, we were selected as one of the businesses for a season. and they they focused on d and k and they came here to Brown county and they shot, and I got to take Tan France mountain biking and you know I all remember these remember
1: that. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah, all these like cool things. So, you know, like we, yeah, and we shot a documentary here, you know, yeah. and I mean, I think we
0: just try to do, you know, we do a lot of pictures. We do a lot of, you know, video and live video is really good on social media, especially Facebook, you know, and now there's Instagram, you know, reels and stories and all of that is just going to help people, you know, see who you are and for other shops out there. I mean you know, that's just a way you can build trust with your audience that, I mean, a lot of people that, you know, have never been into your shop or want to come in, the more you can, you know, put yourself in front of their, their screen, you know, and show them, you know, what you have in the shop or some, you know, specials coming up or, you know, you're just getting a bike in or, you know, like right now we're doing a 12 days of discounts in the shop. So each day is a different savings. And then that's, that's through our idea. email, How yeah. email yeah. marketing. And then that goes on our social media channels as well. So, and I mean, cause I feel like sometimes there's a different type of audience that comes into the shop regularly. And then there's an audience that is on, you know, your email list and they're not always, they may not always get to come in the shop physically but they you know see those emails and then you know they'll know about the deals and the savings that they can get online or in the shop so anyways we try to
1: well i think you touched on you know kind of one of my other questions is you know how do you drive sales to the shop during your winter months
0: yeah so we again try to get creative with that you know last last year we we worked we were working our butts off to try to get in before the end of the season and really it
2: was the literally the building was still like being built so it was we had to get the, like an early certificate of occupancy before the rest of the building was ready yeah and. so that we could
0: get in yeah. there and so we really got in at the end yeah. of the season. And again, and it was still, I mean, last winter if people remember, I mean, the numbers of covid were climbing again. So, yeah. we all, you know, had masks on and one of my main goals was to make sure we had our e-commerce website up and running so that if people wanted to buy online or do, you know, curbside mm-hmm. or curbside pickup like that was all available. Mm-hmm. So, really virtually almost everything in the shop is on our website that people could could purchase. And in the winter months, you know, again, like with COVID last year and and this year we'll do like a mix, but we did a lot of virtual rides. So if you did the ride and you could show us on Strava that you did you know, like we did a sweetheart ride and it was like in the shape of a heart. Yeah. You know? I get creative on Strava. <laughs> so if you showed us, you completed the ride, you got like 14% off, like, cause it was, you know, Valentine's like one item yeah. and you had a month to complete the ride. We did and are doing one of our 12 days of discounts is if you bring in your bike before the end of the year, you get $20 off a tune up and $40 off an overhaul So we do a lot of service specials on bikes too, because I think also the winter is a great time to bring in your bike to get it, you know, tuned up and make sure it's running properly. We are doing a more, we're doing a ladies' night next Friday. So gonna go over just how to fix a flat more efficiently, different other maintenance things on your bike, and that night, you know, special discounts on women's gear we're doing a dry chain cleaning, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like five cleaning
2: and you know, it's just, you know, like we're in there and
0: events you know, like that just to get people in and we'll,
2: and we'll course. also go live, you know, on social media for those events. And if you, you know, so if, for people that are interested and just to stay connected with our audience and things like that, you know? Great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let's segue over to talking about community and we've kind of touched on this already earlier a bike shop is a community among itself you know and it's really also part of a greater community so let's first talk about how you foster the community within your bike shop and then you know like events and rides and clinics you've kind of touched on already but you know how do you how do people just like to come in and hang out in the shop and and then also you know Nashville, Indiana is a small town, you know, yeah. how are you involved with the local community? Oh, okay. So it's a multi-part question here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I before we even opened the bike shop, like I, I started, uh, I, we were, I was already hosting ladies night rides and things like that. And also started a NICA team down there for the Indiana Interscholastic Mountain Bike Association. And so we just finished our third season you know, and and then I've always actively been involved with the Hoosier Mountain Bike Association because I've, you know, I, trail maintenance and more trails and
0: <laughs> more trails. <laughs>
2: and all that is very, very important. All the trails <laughs> to all of us. <laughs> Even if you're, you're just a rider, you know, like all that stuff's important. So and you know, how we started
0: with DNK Presents was really the community events. And we did a lot of women's clinics, co ed clinics, youth mountain bike clinics. And now that we have a shop, it's that is part of, you know, our culture of the shop and growing the community is having those events. And this year we did a first annual uh, bike fest and we partnered with the Brown County Barn Burner, which is the building that our bike shop is in
2: and uh yeah, we, we brought in a, a portable pump track from American pump tracks and I did uh Danielle and I did fundamentals uh skills for kids and then we also did uh, a jump clinic and it was mainly adults <laughs> yeah but you know and that was
0: a totally free event so we do a, you know we do a lot of giveaways fundraise. and and free things as well and that I mean, it was awesome. And we had a couple months later um, in October, we had partnered with the IMPD, uh, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department has a mobile pump track. It's
2: called the Mountain Bike Indy Mountain Bike Project. And we partnered them up with a local deputy sheriff who's one of our neighbors with the brown county sheriff's department and so we hosted an event where kids could come out and they brought out demo bikes and helmets and you know they could ride for the community bike fest we gave away helmets to kids that needed them and things like that and it had a lot of families there so i mean yeah we you know we we just love the cycling community and the out and and just this whole area in general and like for us like
0: we really want to get more, you know, especially, you know, getting more kids on bikes is is a no-brainer for us. That's really, we want to see more kids on bikes. Kate started the NICA team. And when the kids ride too, the parents are like, oh, i want to do this. They're having so much fun. And then it, you know, because it really is a family sport and a great family activity that you
2: can do. Oh, yeah. When we did the community bike fest, they were like grandparents, parents, you know. Families, families of, all of, all, of all, just all ages. And, and that's really neat to see everybody out there and enjoying it. You know, we did some fun rides. We did two that day, which was really fun because there were a lot of people on those and we did a foot down competition and, you know, and I, I think too, like we're, we're really fortunate with a lot of our reps. So like our, our rep for crank brothers and stuff like that has been super supportive and come out and sram has been amazing. And you know, so I think it's if you know, like you own a bike shop, most likely you 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 are super passionate about bikes. You know, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> you and know, a lot you know, much done. You know, getting kids riding, and that that really segues great into the next area. You know, talking about the next generation, getting them involved in cycling. You have two small boys. Your oldest, Asher, was rocking his Strider on the pump track. I saw a video of that when you were out in Sedona. As both parents and shop owners, what do you feel the bike industry needs to do to get kids involved in cycling and keep them cycling through adulthood?
2: Mm, I think it needs to be accessible. You know what I mean? And I, and I don't think it's just necessarily it's communities like you. You go to places like Sedona, Bentonville, and you go to you know Moab or Bellingham, Washington, or Hood River, Oregon, and they, there's just so many options to like get out and ride your bike and enjoy it.
0: Well, it's really there. It's really built into the community, and one of the things we're doing here is we've been on these some town council meetings about getting in a pump track in the town right in the town that's accessible for kids to
2: utilize so they you know because it's well there's a couple of you know like there's a park here with a skate park and I had Asher over there on my birthday and him and I were riding in the skate park and but it's you can't get to it like you couldn't ride to it or skateboard to it you'd have to get a transportation to it you know and so there's a, a, there's a little park in town and there's a lot of families young families in town a lot of kids where it's kind of underutilized park it's just got some benches in it <laughs> and that's that's it you know like so we've used it for some of our events and it's, it's been just nice a to a couple
0: blocks from the park
2: but or from the bike shop sorry yeah but we're trying to get them to put in a pump track and maybe a, like a little skills area that would be. Yeah. That's a nice
1: addition to the area.
0: Yeah. And then the high school and the intermediate school are right there. I mean, so they could essentially even walk there or, you know, right bike after school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So is there anything with the schools that they have either bike mechanic classes or cycling?
2: They don't, but that's something else we've talked about. Yeah, so now that we're here. Yeah, our original uh mechanic that was supposed to come in when we opened had some health issues and wasn't able to, but she's a really amazing mechanic. And one of her things that she had always wanted to do was have programs for to get more girls comfortable working on bikes and things like that. And she's done some stuff with grit and things that it, it didn't work there, but I'm like, I think it would be great because the school here has like eagle manufacturing where the kids can do like computer aided design and metalwork and different things like that, but they don't really have anything as far as cycling. And I think that would be a wonderful thing for us to do. And we've actually talked about it. So
0: yeah, that we can feed some people in that are right in the
2: community to work in the shop that already come in knowing yeah. some things. Yeah. And um, like, uh, you know, Cameron who works for us part-time on the weekends, you know, he's 14 and he, He goes to school there in Brown County and he lives on the same road as the bike shop and goes to church across the street from the bike shop. Like, you know, I think it would just be, you know, and this this is what he wants to do. He's like, I really want to work in a bike shop. I love biking. And, you know, he, his parents take him out West, you know, sometimes to steamboat or whatever to ride the bike park and things like that. But he really wants to do
1: it. So. Yeah. You should look into um, project bike tech. Okay. It's kind of like automotive class, but they bring bike technician type classes into the high school. Okay. Um, I actually interviewed the director for that. Oh, cool. So I'll I'll hook you guys up. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. that would be great. Yeah. So let's wrap up our conversation with some words of wisdom. (laughs) You two are successful female business owners in a male-dominated industry Do you encounter any issues when dealing with your suppliers or customers or even city officials? No, we
2: haven't experienced it. I did have, occasionally solicitors will come in and if I have Kyle or Austin there, they'll see that there's a man there and they will start talking to him. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to dodge this one. I'm not going to have to deal with this. But no, I mean, we've been very well received by the community here and yeah, uh, but and there's
0: still that, you know, it still happens occasionally. Occasionally like Kate was oh, I like delivered bikes like, one day. Yeah, yeah, because she yeah, we have a you know, if you don't have a bike rack and you're renting a bike, we offer a you know a shuttle a service delivery for the bikes. And
2: you can tell the story. Oh I yeah, so find I find it funny. You know, this this couple, they were there from Alaska. You know, and and so anyways, I, we get people here from France and Switzerland and, you know, that hear about the biking and they may be traveling from work to from Chicago to Cincinnati or whatever it is. And they come here and they rent bikes. We've had race teams during the Indy 500 come from all over. But like if I know somebody's from, you know, not around here and they've never been in the park and they're going on a beginner trail or something. And I'm shuttling. I'll say, you know, if you do, if you want to wear a mask and hop in the truck, let me take you up to one of our scenic vistas just so you can get it and experience the elevation, what what the views are like, you know? And so, I, you know, I took this couple up to take pictures of them at hesitation point. And then I brought them back down and he goes, you know, you really went above and beyond. I'm going to let the owner, I'm going to let him know when, <laughs> you know when we get back to town. And I go... I go, oh, you're going to, I go, well, I go, my mechanic, Austin, I think he's who you book the bikes with. I go, but I, I appreciate that. I'm the owner, you know, my wife and I own it. And he, he was, he was a little embarrassed, but
1: you know, it's, I'm it's glad just... you set them
0: straight.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so.
0: those things still happen and they don't, yeah. People don't always, yeah. Think that ladies,
2: that women can be the owner. You know, what's funny though, Sherry, I have to tell you this, I feel like it's not the younger generation. It's not like, you know, like I teach mountain biking at Indiana University, right? They started a mountain bike club. I'm on messages with them. I get just as much respect from male students as female students. The Nike team, same thing, right? It, those aren't the, that's, that's not the generation that does it.
1: <laughs> Careful, yeah. I'm old too. So,
2: <laughs> hey, you know, we're well held. we're old too, right? <laughs>
1: Well, this is great. So let's, let's close out the podcast with one last question for you as a married couple that also works together. What (laughs) advice do you have for other couples in similar situations? You know, because it's hard to be together 24 seven, no matter how much you love each other. (laughs) So how do you make it work? You know, I think it's just
2: trying to, well, We love bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff like that, you know, and,
0: and right now I, so we have a seven month old, so I'm really, I'm, I'm in more part time now. So I'm not there as much as I used to be at the shop right now. But I I think you just have to work in like, you know, we are just about to get a new kind of schedule with the kids at daycare. And we're like, okay, these are the days that we can get out and ride because that like we have to prioritize and make sure we get in those times for us to like be outside and exercise and away from the shop and away from our kids so we can just be together and have fun and enjoy, you know, the beautiful place that we live in. And I think that is one of our main priorities that we have to focus on because I know too, that when we make sure we prioritize that, that we are so much more focused and more enjoyable to be around. Yeah, (laughs) And, you know, and it's hard because there's always, you know, something on the to-do list. There's always something that we can be working yeah. on and but i know that that is a vital part of both of our you know i yeah. mean for everybody but i mean especially for us i know that for us to perform optimally the best you know physically emotionally
2: and and mentally oh, yeah. we need that time 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 together and time to get some exercise on but you know too like i think one thing to do one thing that i would recommend is this like so danielle and i have always had very clear like roles. Like even, even with DNK, I come up with these crazy ideas of where we're going to have a bike camp or what we're going to do. And, and, and then she markets it, makes it come to fruition. i apply for permits, you know? So like with the bike shop, you know, like I pick the bike brands, I place the bike order. She handles a lot of our custom stuff, you know, like I might work on co-branding different things, stuff like that, but you know, we do, she does payroll. So it's like, it's not like we're all like stepping on each other's toes or, you know, telling each other and trying to do the same job. Like that, that that is the, I think that's where couples might take a wrong turn. You know, it's like, okay, we've done this, we're in it, like, let's just attack it. And it's like, okay, make sure, like, if you started, if you were working for somebody else in order to, to perform the best that you could, you don't want to try to do everybody's job there. Right.
0: And I don't even want, I mean, sometimes, yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. I'm like, if you know what the best is, just do it. Don't even ask me because (laughs) I have too many things going on in my head right now, you know, but certainly if it's something like, you know, if I'm like trying to do something and I want her opinion and I want to bounce her ideas off, like, I do have that conversation, and we both do that too. But sometimes, you know, we know, like we, yeah, we have things that we are good at, and luckily, we both have. I don't. I think strong suits in certain areas, oh, so yeah, that we can sure. uh, that we we focus on and. And other times too, we, uh, we are like, well, I don't think that's the best way to do that. <laughs> well, but
2: it's inevitable. You yeah. Know, especially. Absolutely. Like when you're a Every couple old, goes some back. you are like, oh, ah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think that's, I think that's important. And I think it makes it a more enjoyable place for your employees to work. True. You know, Very cause you didn't, yeah. Like you, this is what you do. This is what you do. If you have questions about this, go to Danielle. If you've got questions about this, come to Kate, you know, like, you know, kind of thing.
1: Yes. Well, you guys supplied so much great information. So that's a wrap. And I'm Sherry Rosenbaum, and I invite you to connect with me. Come on Bicycle Retail Radio and share your story with our listeners. I invite you to contribute to our outspoken blog, become a feature on our member spotlight, or lead a webinar. Lots of love for our industry. Lots of great webinars are coming up. And member networking meetings. Be sure to check out all the great resources on the NBDA website. The MBDA has been around since 1946, celebrating 75 years. We exist via support from our membership base, donors and sponsors. If you would like to join the NBDA, please do so on our website. You can also donate or even sponsor a month of bicycle retail radio. If you want to support the show, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please share your favorite episode with friends on social media, and we appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. See you back here soon, and we wish you and yours a happy holiday and enjoy the ride. This
0: has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com.